It's Coffee with Corey, and you are back for round three or four. I don't even know how many Fridays. <laughs> this is literally round four. This is the last one. <laughs> now, the Harvest Moon is out, and so we're talking about the Harvest Festivals and Fall Feasts. I had a friend, she was asking me yesterday, she's like, hey, I heard that spot on Victory. Like, what's your dad going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, just tune in tomorrow. He'll he'll talk. You know, that it's funny <laughs> because most this of all the feasts, this is the one people know the very least about. Yeah. Uh, they are partly right. Certainly, it is a Harvest Moon. That's the same moon they walked out of Egypt to. That's the Passover moon. That is a tabernacle moon. It's a full moon. And the reason it is is because this is a time God has set apart for his people to celebrate. And I love that. He even lights up the sky for that. It's just pretty exciting. Looked last night, and when I got out of this car this morning, I was just thinking, how beautiful can that be? Yeah. You know, it was dark enough to see all the stars in the sky, even as the morning was brightening up. Of all the biblical feasts, Tabernacles, called Sukkot, is the one folks know least about. And I'm, I'm not sure even the ones who celebrate it are aware of how it probably relates to the rest of the feasts. And since Sukkot is about the thousand-year reign of Christ, it unpacks some of the uh, book of Revelation, so that's a bonus point too. So I'm going to look at to answer your friend's question: what the feast is, how to celebrate it, why it exists, the prophetic aspects of it, and we're going to add some water and light to track down the pale horse. Don't like that guy, and encounter <laughs> the heart of Jesus in a brand new way. I think we're going to have a great time this morning. Traditionally, it's believed that the feasts are shadows and types, and that Jesus fulfilled the spring feasts when he died at Passover, rose three days later on first fruits, walked with the disciples until he ascended on day 40 and poured out the Holy Spirit from heaven on Pentecost or weeks. Uh, traditionally, it's assumed that he will fulfill the fall feasts at his second coming. Now, the problem with the second part of that theory, I'm all I'm all in on the first part of it, and the second part is he was born on Rosh Hashanah, came out of the desert, began his earthly ministry on Yom Kippur, and John described Jesus' time on earth in John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that word dwelt is equivalent to Sukkot, or he tabernacled among us. So he also already fulfilled the fall feasts once. So he fulfilled them all. So I believe that all seven of the feasts have a part to play in the end times. Uh, we're going to read Leviticus. Wow, that's a, <laughs> Leviticus. That's a big word, but I had my first cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> let's read Leviticus 23 to see what God told the Israelites to do at the Feast of Tabernacles. All right, break it down here. The Lord told Moses... <laughs> For seven days, everyone must celebrate. I mean, you want to know the heart of God? Right. This year, you are forced for seven days. To you celebrate. will celebrate the festival like shelters in honor of me. No one is to do any work on the first day of the festival. That begins tonight, by the way, till tomorrow. It's a time when everyone must come together for worship. Wow. For seven days, sacrifices must be offered on the altar. The eighth day is also to be a day of complete rest, as well as a time of offering sacrifices on the altar and of coming together for worship. Begin the festival shelters after you harvest of your crops. Pick the best fruit from your trees. Cut leafy branches because you're going to use these during the time of the joyous celebration in my honor. Just read the scripture here. For seven days, every Israelite must live in a shelter so future generations will know that I made their ancestors live in shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. All right. 
That's Leviticus 23 in a nutshell. So this is the feast all of Israel looks forward to all year long. Uh, Sukkot was the original Thanksgiving. Yes, long before the pilgrims, there was Thanksgiving. It was a harvest festival to celebrate the completion of the agricultural year. They had seven species of things. They, I mean, they grow, you, you name it, they grow a lot over there. But barley in spring and wheat and grapes in the summer. Uh, all the sweet fruit comes up in the fall. Pomegranates, figs, date palms, and olives. So that's what this one kind of celebrates. Uh, building these flimsy sukkahs testify that they're safety and stability came from God's care. This is what the the Jews believe in general. They would remember the Exodus, the tabernacle where God would meet with Moses. Uh, Let's see, Rosh Hashanah, the days of awe, and the day of atonement had all passed now, so all the repentance and judgment was behind them, so it's all good times. Their sins were atoned, they would spend a week celebrating life with God during the Feast of Tabernacles or booths, some call it. They would construct a sukkah, now it's a lean-to, a tent, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, where they eat their meals together. Essentially, it's anything they could build to create shade for themselves. It was intentionally flimsy, but still safe, to show that it's temporary. They decorated it with the beautiful foliage they picked, left room in the ceiling to be able to see the stars at night. Essentially, they went camping. Sleeping in a sukkah was optional, but eating together in it was crucial. Building wasn't just for this festival these sukkahs. It's what Jonah built to sit in as he waited to see what would come become of Nineveh. Since Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city, there he made himself a shelter, sat in the shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. The word shelter here there is, go figure, sukkah. So it's not some brand new thing. Actually dates back and the history is actually going to tell us what this festival's actually all about. That Jews have are obviously pretty close to it, but there's a lot more to it, a lot more exciting things obviously that God had planned for them. And so we're going to dig into that. Next we're going to talk about what exactly are we celebrating?